Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Crusader Foundation podcast. This is Talon here, and I'm joined by Chains, Lucy, and Phoenix right now, and Saint might swing by later. So we figured we'd do a recording here while we're all locked in our homes and talk about human trafficking and all kinds of good stuff. So y'all want to say hi, introduce yourselves a little bit. Hi, this is Lucy. I work um, in geoanalytics, and so I do some of the nerd stuff here. Phoenix, what about you? Well, I'm Phoenix, and um, I am handling training these days, um, but also when I was, um, I recently relocated. So until I'm established here, I was doing transports and uh, helping with initial victim. Um, oh, the word just escaped me. Contact. That's the word. <laughs> Sorry. One of the states. And Chains is trying to be a, an awkward stalker in the background, but he is here. I need, I need no introduction. <laughs> yes, changes himself. I'm the yes. one you have to warn all your friends about. Yes. <laughs> I never got I warned. <laughs> so, we're here talking about stuff. Uh, let's see. Um, I guess... Alice Day. Who wants to talk about Alice Day? That's coming up here pretty soon. Is that tomorrow? I believe Alice Day is April 25th. Okay. So let's have some background on Alice Day. What is Alice Day is my question. So Alice Day is uh, referring to Alice in Wonderland. Lewis Carroll wrote Alice in Wonderland. And... um, there is some uh, reputation for him of uh, being a pedophile, which he was not. However, the pedophiles like to grab onto that reputation and use it for themselves because it's um, jolly and gay for them. So they have chosen April 25th for Alice Day, which is a day that they celebrate their illness and they are out and about Train on victims, young victims, um, through whatever method they can, whether it's out in the parks, online, in the daycares, libraries, schools, etc. So we try to make a point here of emphasizing Alice Day and to be aware of the people that are out and about during that time. So it's basically the day the pedophiles kind of like to flaunt themselves, sort of. Yeah. So with Alice Day coming up, what are some of the things people can look out for, especially on that day, but on for human trafficking in general? What are the, what's the type of activities that you should be concerned about? Just general awareness stuff that you should keep in mind, specifically on that day, but in life in general so what's what are some things that you guys can think of that would be good for the general public to keep in mind and to look out for well this year is different than most others because many people are in quarantine or on lockdown or in shelter in place borders and so people have their children at home or possibly riding bikes up and down the street i know they're doing that around here a lot of the parks are um, shut down. Uh, I live in a bigger city. Um, So a lot of the problems this year, they're going to um, increase their presence online um, and like some input into that as well. But as far as keeping an eye on your children and their social media presence and who they're communicating with, it's going to be easier for you to supervise your children's communication um, if you do it. And so uh, it's it's better to supervise and keep an eye on who is trying to contact 
your loved ones and uh, mitigate those hazards. What are some other places that Talon or Phoenix, what are some other places to keep an eye out for? Well, typically, um, just in general, not necessarily during this quarantining, but um, public pools and that kind of stuff are places that it would happen. And anywhere that children are out in public, malls, a lot of the bigger malls will have like play areas in them. And that's a place where pedophiles can hang out without being noticed because they won't be a single adult hanging out around kids because it's a mall and that's what's expected there so and a lot of it's just general awareness of being aware of people who aren't where they should be or people who tend to hang out in places where it's not normal or are paying extra close attention to something they shouldn't or it doesn't seem normal for them how about you phoenix you got anything um, I'll second the pay attention to if you're in a public place where there are kids around or you have your kids, pay attention to that one person that does not have a kid calling their name. The one person paying, you know, just hanging out with no reason to be there. Um, follow your intuition. If the person gives you a creeper vibe, go with it. And definitely pay attention to what your kids are doing online. I just received a phone call from a, or excuse me, a text from somebody who says they were 11 the other day. It was a quote unquote miss uh, text. But anyway, they made conversation with me for about 45 minutes. Wow. Yeah, I was, I was quite astonished and uh, very much waited the next day to see if a parent would call and say, you know, who are you? You're talking to my child? Because I made it very clear my age. Um, now it was another female child, but that doesn't mean anything. Other than it really scared me that she was so comfortable talking to a random stranger. Yeah, and that's something that's going on an awful lot nowadays is that kids are so used to just conversing with people they don't even know conversing over the internet. I know some of the games I play, there'll be like a 10 year old on there and he'll just be chatting away at me, telling me where he lives, what he, what school he goes to, all that kind of stuff. And I'm not even asking for it. I'm just sitting there playing the game with him and he's just yakking away. And it's a lot of it's being aware of these kind of things and teaching your kids what is okay and not okay to do online and talk about with strangers because they don't know me from Adam but there they go bottom line when my daughter was going through it and she uh, was opening up uh, fake Facebook pages and things like that well before she was mature enough to handle them um, I went by the philosophy I'd rather have her angry and not speaking to me than gone from me and those are sometimes the option I mean she went so far as to I think it was a uh Twitter account. She had her school, her address, her phone number, all of that listed on the front page of it. Wow. Yeah. Uh, now, she was using a fake alias, but as a parent, you have to learn how to cyberstalk your own child. Yeah. Well, and that's another important point is with any of these smart devices, whether you post a picture online using Facebook, Twitter, often your location is advertised, even if you don't want it advertised. Um, and so that's an important thing to set in your phone and the children's phones is to not advertise your location as attached to a picture is generally speaking, your location is attached to any picture that you take unless you turn that feature off. Uh, also, if you if they take pictures in front of your home, well, your address could be displayed. Um, and like you said, the school that they go to, their name, they're easily found if they don't turn these features off. Well, even when they turn them off, I mean, it's 
my daughter were to take a picture at school and post that online, I guarantee you some child is wearing a school shirt or the school mascot or something along those lines will be in the background. Sure. So it's more, I, I think at that point, and it does sound overly paranoid, but you have to be that vigilant. It is a matter of watching what they post. Take all the pictures you want, but before you put it online, put it through the screening process. Right. And I know a lot of times what I'll do is I'll actually take the picture, put it on my computer, and then do like a screen capture of the picture and then post it so it's com so it completely removes all the metadata because there's nothing attached, which... Clever. And I also just refrain from posting personal stuff on my Facebook like ever even on my personal well, now, I Facebook. have a Facebook I have a Facebook and I had one that was so locked down that even if you knew all my information you still couldn't find it right. um, unless I sought you out <clears throat> the only problem with that is every time Facebook does a security update you have to stay on top of that and relock it back up but um, having had previous stalkers I had to be that hypervigilant so I had to lock my Facebook down so I guess while we're on the subject, we're all pretty much locked in home and I'm guessing most of us are going to be online about 90% of our waking hours because what else is there to do? So what kind of things are we, are we specifically talking about human trafficking and safety and security? What kind of steps can you take to keep your online and to keep yourself from being endangered via your online activity? Well, you know, something I've noticed um, that took me a long time to figure out, um, you know, you can hide who your friends are on Facebook. However, if you're allowing your post to be public and your friend likes a picture, their name is attached to that picture. You can find out where a person is or who, who they associate with just by looking at a picture that's been liked or commented on. Yeah. And a lot of people do not realize that. Yeah. Well, and a lot of people, um, unless they've been faced with these issues, they don't fear these problems. Uh, and the problem, and that's a huge part of the problem is trust. People trust too much. Oh, it won't happen to them. Uh, and the fact is it does it happens all the time and it happens through facebook instagram twitter and countless others that people don't think that predators out there are looking and they are they're looking all of the time mm -hmm. yeah and that kind of goes into the whole mindset thing it's uh, a level of awareness that most people aren't comfortable with and aren't using so uh i think it's there's a couple different ways of classifying it but it's like the yellow awareness so green is i'm laying at home i have my headphones in i'm watching the tv i don't care what's going on around me but then the next level up is i'm not necessarily looking for trouble but i'm aware of what's going on around me i'm aware of my surroundings i'm aware and it's taking that and applying it to online because we all tend to be comfortable online because we're in the comfort of our own home we are using something we're familiar with and we're there we're seeing our friends posting their family pictures we're seeing cute little cat videos and that's stuff that tends to put us at ease before and so it, we allow it to bypass our level of awareness You know, if I might interrupt, you have to compare this to like the health scare we have right now. You know, people knew this, they knew it, they they just didn't know how to act because nobody was prepared. So what happened, everybody goes to the grocery stores and buys toilet paper. You know, right. it, it's, it's not knowing what to do, not paying attention to what you're being told to do. You know, it's, it's not listening. And then you go into sheep mentality where, well, one person bought 30 cases of toilet paper, so I have to. Right, suddenly everybody's stocking up on toilet paper. 
Right. Right. Yeah, but you also exactly. have the problem of people not wanting to think about the bad thoughts. Right. They don't it's, want to accept. It's nice to stay in the warm and fuzzy and not admit that, you know what, there's a part of our innocence we cannot afford to keep. Yeah. Um, and that ties into the whole, our, the one of the mantras we talk about, the there are sheep, wolves, and sheepdogs. And it's mindset change from being a sheep, which is kind of where the whole society is, to shifting to a sheepdog who's actually paying attention to the woods, looking at the dark outlines, keeping an eye, and being aware that, yes, there are wolves out there, because generally sheep aren't aware of wolves. Very good. I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad Talon made mention of that. You sound like you're drunk. I sound like I'm drunk. Yeah. You <laughs> did when you came in. It, it, yeah. it, 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 it like had a lag like, on it. Sound like you were tipping no, a bottle there for I'm, a minute, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I'm. I'm wearing a mask at the moment. I thought we were doing the video. No, no video. That's why I muted your video. Oh, sweet. Okay, thanks. Yeah, you could lose the mask. All right, I can take this thing off. All right, there we go. How's that? <clears throat> Much more gooder. That's awesome. All <laughs> right. I'm going to use that next time I get accused, though. Next time I'm accused of being drunk online, that is my excuse. I'm wearing a mask. <laughs> I'm, sorry. I'm wearing two masks and a beanie upside down. What's your problem? <laughs> <laughs> when I get pulled over, I'm going to try that one, too. No, I'm just, yeah, just, just, just tell them it's part of your religion and you'll be fine. You just got to wear the mask. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, no, this is this is great. I'm I'm I have no idea what's happened, but it sounds like you guys had it well in hand. So can please we're, continue. We're just talking about like different safety precautions, especially while we're all stuck here online, what kind of things to be aware of. Just A, generally being aware, but what specific things should you be aware of while you're online and what how how does general safety pertain to human trafficking in general or just oh, generalized? Yeah. You know, you guys mentioned right. you guys had touched on Alice Day and yeah. you always have to look for the symbols because most of them are just looking for their moment to have some kind of some kind of contact of some sort in any way, shape, or form. I mean, just no matter what it is, that's what they're looking at. It's just some moment. Um, but you have to look for the symbols. We actually have symbols that we've posted to our sites. Uh, a lot of it's out there. You know, once again, you're, you know, everybody's online this and this time, it's, uh, you know, with what's going on. So it's easy to, to get the information. Um, well, and we'll try to post some of those symbols a little bit later so that yes. it's fresh in people's minds. Yes. And yeah, we do every year. You also have to remember that, you know, back to the trafficking issue is, and a lot of people will say, no, it doesn't happen. Abductions do happen. Mm -hmm. A lot of people feel, no, it doesn't happen. It's just in the movies. If you haven't faced it, if you haven't been a part of it, of course you're going to say that but it does happen i can from personal experience it does happen yeah right and also and unfortunately i mean yeah go ahead oh um i was just going to say that one of the ways that that kind of ties in is about like we were talking about with the pictures and cleaning up your metadata so people can't figure out where you live or where your child goes to school that will help reduce the chances it helps protect from the ability to know where you are and where your child is because that's the type of excuses that people use to do these abductions which some people think don't happen but we all know well, actually they do the stalker predators use that form yes but you also have the random one that will just seize that perfect opportunity at that perfect moment. Those are those are typically the ones that have got a lot more, lot more, either mentally wrong, because they don't understand the practice. Typically, typically, what what you find with anybody who's in that predator mentality is they're looking for the weak one of the herd. I mean, if you 
go through and just watch even some documentaries about how they hunt because it's very much reflected in in their human counterparts so they're looking for that weak one in the herd the one who you know their family hasn't cleaned up the metadata their family doesn't care of their five or six year old rides their bike at you know twilight down to the park um and predators pick up on that stuff they're they, they may not be actually intellectually intelligent um in terms of how you and i would say hey you know something's wrong upstairs but they're cunning and that's a, that's its own kind of intelligence it's the sixth sense that they develop that tells them hey i need to back off or hey this is a perfect target so when you're dealing predatory with instinct uh, exactly it's the predatory instinct so you do have those outliers like you said phoenix where you know they are opportunistic but you're talking about a whole different kind of animal when you're talking about that one and and i'll let chains weigh in but as far as i'm aware those are those are pretty rare and when they are when they do surface they're like they're like the sharks they're they're extremely dangerous just because they are willing to take risks and they are willing you know to to be put in the spotlight because they just don't care. Mm-hmm. No, I, I personally can tell you, yes, you well, have it's a, it's that a machine. on. Yeah, yeah. It, it's a business and it's a machine for that type of issue. It isn't just, you know, your average predator isn't gonna do that. They'll, you know, it, it's when it has been turned into a business, when it's part of that violent machine that it is, those, you know, and, and granted, it doesn't hit everywhere. It doesn't, but those situations do arise. Like like we've spoke of before in the past. You know, when when you face it, you've seen it, then you understand it. Um, you just can't instill that enough into people's heads that this shit really does happen. Oh, it's true. It's very true. And unfortunately, you know, and, and I mean, you can even see it mirrored with with what we're looking at with with everybody's COVID nineteen panic. Um, because people are not willing to believe the worst unless it somehow removes responsibility from them. You know, if we can blame some other entity for the bad things that happen, which is why you see so many conspiracy theories, you know, going around and everything else. But if we can find someone else to blame, well, then we're all on board because then, then we can enjoy the aspects of fear that benefit us while ignoring any responsibility that it brings to us because like a like say a disease you know you can't there's nothing physical to fight all you've got is washing your hands incessantly and hoarding toilet paper for some god unknown reason um but but you get into you know you get into predatory stuff where it is incumbent upon each individual to take responsibility for themselves and for the, their children to make their children those hard targets to be part of that community you know hey you may not have kids but your neighbor does you know just because it doesn't ne- you know necessarily affect you well then again trying to get rid of that responsibility because it doesn't feel nice to have to be thinking about that to have to be aware of that well and, and, and it's not such, just children you know no no it's not just children i'm just saying also, you know those are typically the yeah. thought they were above everything <clears throat> Yeah, of course, oh, the vast of majority course, no. of people suffer from survivor or from bystander complex. Of course, and of course. I mean, that's you just, know, they yeah, they would natural. rather because even when I went through it, it happened to me. I came back. Even the very people that walked the experience with me figured there was something more to it, and that no, it was not a complete abduction. I had to have somewhat willingly gone along. Right. Right. There's the rationalization Any, that takes place. Denial is not just a river in Africa. <laughs> yeah, so I, I don't want to get too far on that on that soapbox, me personally, because I'm sure I can wax eloquently there for a while. But no, it, it's just it's important to note that you know we we can see that this is just the way humans, at least in our part of the world, respond. And as we're approaching Alice Day, which you know each year as the foundation we've we have done activities i won't really say much more than that um <laughs> to discourage <clears throat> to, uh-huh. to discourage <laughs> yes exactly to discourage activities from predators but um we haven't really you know been able to emphasize as far as awareness goes as much as we would like and largely that's because you know hey you know, here's the basic information. Now go out there and 
teach yourself. But I'm glad that, you know, the day before April 1st, we're able to kind of get out, uh, you know, to basically start the ball rolling this year where we're, where I'm hoping we're going to be hammering this point more and more throughout this entire month up to Alice Day itself when uh, we'll probably be uh, relatively silent and because we'll actually be out there uh, again in uh, participating in discouraging activities. Yeah, and you mentioned Go ahead. Aren't the vast majority of people really not educating themselves until they've been touched in some way, shape, or form by it? It's the whole. Oh yeah. It, it doesn't exist. Right. I don't need to know about that until that danger has touched too close to home, and then maybe I might want to educate myself. Well, we run into that with the missing and endangered. Mm-hmm. You know, where we will sit with a family and walk through this ordeal with a family and get that get that person back to where they need to be and then the family it's like they they completely forget what happened because everything's all back together and then you know heaven forbid but that cycle happens again you know and then it, it it's just it's rep so repetitive and and you'll see the people that were involved they think it's just a one-time thing and then when it happens to them they crumble again and you can only come back from these kind of things so much before it just completely takes over your life yeah yeah well, and, and you tend to you tend to just from experience and, and that's the only level of speaking on it, right. um you tend to what a lot of people don't realize is when a person comes back from that the first time there is so much mental health issues and other things that need to be taken care of and this person is never the same it's it's not the Correct. same person that left Correct. and they want to put them in that old box and be that way so when they're lashing out because they don't fit in that box and things don't work that way anymore and they don't know how to deal with themselves it becomes another crisis and well, that, the chaos of that crisis, that person will, yes, that person will somehow manage to put themselves subconsciously in any kind of um, chaotic situation to escape what that trauma is and therefore end up putting themselves right back in. Okay. Well, and, and on both Chains and Phoenix's note, actually, I want to head the bat a question over to Lucy real quick because because yeah. um, I know you and I, we've been working, I'm not really going to go into what we've been working on per se, but I mean, the, the vast quantities of data that go towards the end result that we've been working toward, um, just overall with, with the with the victim mentality, I mean, I, I guess what I'm asking is weigh in on some of the things you've seen that would be, that would correlate to the, what Chains and Phoenix kind of just went into. Well, there's a difference um, because we, we often talk about human trafficking and sex trafficking, but the fact is that um, sex slavery is not always trafficking because you have to have an economic benefit to the sex slavery for it to qualify as sex trafficking. Um, right. So in the larger world of sexual abuse and truly sex slavery, the vast majority of the data that I have analyzed from um, convicted offenders is that the majority of them are crimes against children. Now that could be um, because that's what is most often prosecuted or reported. But the ages of victims, of sexual abuse victims, whether it's trafficking or not, and any kind of sexual abuse over a period of time is at least sexual oppression, if not sex slavery. And to have, let's say, a two-year-old as a victim over and over and over again, it actually happens more often than anyone knows. 
These people can be living in the same zip code that you are living in. They're all over. And uh, if they have been convicted once, I don't know what the statistic is, but the fact is that if they've been convicted once, if they've been caught once, they've done it a bunch more times. Um, and the ages are consistently under 18. And this is the same demographic that considers themselves, well, as far as teenagers are concerned, consider themselves infertile and invincible. Oh, it happened to me, I can live through anything. Um, but the fact is that it happens, it happens a lot. They're disgusting crimes. And there are crimes that most often victims won't talk about it because they are so intimate and so embarrassing. Um, if we can protect them from those events ever happening, we are protecting the rest of their lives. One instance of sexual can affect someone for the rest of their lives. And being a sex slave over and over and over again it's terribly difficult to recover from. And like Phoenix mentioned earlier, they end up not being the same person that they had been before all of that happened. So going back to Alice Day and the statistics that I've been looking at, um, we need to be much more aware and vigilant and not think that we're safe from all of that because some, often the most dangerous people are the people that you're closest to, the groomers of the world that seem safe but really yeah. aren't there is a particular type of child that is targeted predominantly more than the other children they are the sought after child for particular reasons and i think that that also needs to be brought up and 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 told because if you have a child of that or you know of that child you need to be looking out for them a little bit more if they're that inverted mm -hmm. child that you know, tends to hang around adults and not other kids because they don't get along with other kids. Those are things to be watching out for because that child is way more susceptible to this than any other. Right, exactly. And, you know, it's funny, like, I'm glad you brought it up because I was going to make mention off of kind of springboarding off of what Lucy had said. Because um, I, I think right now, at least, at least the data that I've seen um, from Lucy is like, we're, we're at 36 thousand individual data points i mean they can be they can be condensed down to specific categories but <clears throat> just the stuff that i have from her is we're, we're at thirty six thousand plus um, um can you elaborate on what a data point is crime. i'm sorry okay yeah lucy you want to cover data points because you'll be able to condense 000, it faster than I uh, yeah thirty six thousand data points is thirty six thousand um individual sexual offenses as far as a conviction is yeah so, so those are just convictions not reports and not reports not yeah, reports. just convictions. convictions since since when or in what time frame uh this is for one state it is um a constantly evolving number so it's ever increasing um and okay so this is an ongoing there's not a time frame that you're pulling these numbers from no, correct it's, it's okay. a living you're right okay no, that's, that's what that's what i'm trying to understand that's why you'll always hear me bitching all the time about using statistics and things because especially when it comes to trafficking nobody has exact statistics and if they say they do they're full of shit. no yeah well, i know i know where i grew up it, it was a general rule three out of the five children that you knew had by the age of 14 been violated in some way shape or form i'm sh and right. that's reported that's on a reported statistic so probably four out of five in reality exactly well, often, often these victims are coming from homes that are already difficult that's what makes them vulnerable and that's why mm. The rest of us that don't have homes like that need to keep an eye out for for those the kids. Special kids. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I will say this, just just 
this is me. I don't I don't know if I want to say fanboying a little bit, but Chains knows that I'm more of a nerd than um, than otherwise. Um, and uh, as far as that goes, this the whole purpose, the whole goal of kind of what Lucy's putting together is for us to work backwards. So we've got the can we you know we've got the convictions from from one specific state that we're working backwards as far as database goes. And uh, ultimately that data is going to help to start to reveal some of those ghosts, the numbers that don't get reported, the the incidents that don't get reported <clears throat> or don't That's even you know, pop term. up. Pardon? Layman's terms, we have always ex- the, the layman's term way I've always explained it to somebody is how many times do you speed before you catch a ticket? Exactly. Exactly. So the overall the overall goal of the of, of, of what we're working towards um, is to be able to locate first time, you know, to be able to locate all the ones that go unnoticed, um, unseen, and so on. Um, but you know, like Chain said, it's it's one of those deals where no matter what your statistic is, it's going to end up being um, always less than what's actually out there. So mm-hmm. it's throwing every tool that, that that you have in the toolbox at the problem. But you know, this this I would say is probably one of the big reasons we get irritated when various NGOs come out with you know, hey. This is a concrete number that we're basing our request for money on, or this is a this is the size of the problem, and you know you can basically bank on it because we said so. And you know, it's just, it's it's establishing that whole thing of it's a problem that can be contained, and then they present themselves as a solution, and you know you're you're looking at a problem that is ever evolving ever growing and even in times like right now where we're you know the nation as a whole or pretty much the entire planet is in panic mode you're going to see these predators and and this industry it's going to evolve too it's just is the way it works because there's so much money involved and this is a point that we've made in several podcasts uh, you know previously that these types of individuals who you know are engaged in either be it industrialized sex trafficking where there's actual economic benefit or be it just sex slavery they find a way to adapt and survive and so do a lot of the NGOs because they make their money off of this type of crisis as well and I'm hoping Chains weighs in on that because that's that's typically a drum we like to beat at least some time. You don't need me to chime in on it because I'll use the rest of our time up. I I will say it this way though. Um, I, I call I call a nonprofit is that it has to not turn a profit for the business. The actual um, individuals working for the nonprofit <laughs> never said they wouldn't turn one. Um, nonprofits aren't by law they are not um, supposed to be for profit but they're allowed to make a profit and so therefore they can't sell anything they can only give out things for donations etc but at the end of the fiscal year they don't have to have a zero for a balance they can have a lot of money in their account and still be right thank you for saying it that way that is so much better that was really what I was trying to get up, but that was so much better said. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Well, well, that goes back to what we always say about there's more money being made to fight it than what it actually brings in. Yeah, exactly. And and I mean, I, I would put money down that, especially during this time of crisis. I, I'm actually I've actually been surprised that some of these uh, NGOs are have been this slow on the draw to actually try to uh, profiteer off of the some are. We've, already, we've already seen the ones that are you know we've already seen yeah that. I know but it's been it's been like it's like slower on the draw than I thought I'd be like man you guys are slacking yeah 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 they're yeah they, they, they just haven't come up frightened. with their angle they haven't gotten their footings on that uh yeah yeah where are the evolution? ghouls when you're counting on them <laughs> <laughs> good point 
but oh, yeah, or they're, you know, and we'll they're, see the they're ones buying of, toilet paper right now. Yeah, we'll see the ones. You know, hey, well, we we do all this. We we put ourselves through all this for free, but we're going to charge you for this. You know, we're going to do some, but we have you have to pay for it. Yeah, and one of the things that Saint mentioned and that I thought was really good is he mentioned being a hard target, but then also just as a general thing, making a target poor environment, just like he was mentioning with Alice Day and Chains, how we make it so our area is a bad place for predators to be. And just the awareness makes everyone around you safer. So not just making yourself safer, but being aware helps produce a safe area kind of again the illustration of the sheepdog if where the sheepdog is the wolves are much less likely to attack they like to pick off weak ones and they so that's what we are trying to encourage people to do is to be aware and just be that influence on the area and on themselves specifically but on the people around them keeping an eye on that kid who tends to stay away from other kids but likes to talk to grown-ups anyone who who will give them attention those kind of things well and also um we touched on this a minute ago i think it was change mentioned it that a lot of times these people are looking for moments so they might not necessarily be going you know full throttle but um they need their moment to i guess fuel their sickness later in the day can somebody elaborate on that it's That's a it's exactly a fantasy. Anything to feed that fantasy or whatever, um, they'll get. They may not get the the full on experience that they would the, like. Even, but even eye contact with a child on a, on a on a swing set is is enough to keep them fueled. Um, you have the predators that go to the um, fashion or the toddlers and tiaras, the little pageants. Yes. And in there they will tell you that that girl is seducing them is parading for them and all of i mean like it's the whole to them it's a strip club yeah yeah and look for you know even even i know uh last year on alice day there was a particular uh park that i went to to stalk as it were and uh you know there was at least three or four individuals that didn't hang around long after I spoke with them. Uh, they, uh, you know, like two two of them, their tactic was they pretended like they had come to the park to take a phone call, and uh, there was there was nobody on their phone because uh, you know they take it down to look at you and I got to look at the screen and it's like yeah you're not even on a phone call that's a that's an empty screen <laughs> but they're they're walking you know they're being peripatetic as they as they go about and they're pretending like you know hey that's just you know some people's pace when they talk but uh, you know they're making circuits nearby these kids and so on and so forth so they're they're looking for just honestly I I don't know if if I can make this a universal statement like this isn't all of them, but quite a few of them get off not even just on the moment, but on the danger that is presented to them in the moment. It's the whole adrenaline rush slash thrill of it twisted. Thrill of almost getting caught. Yeah. Well, we see that. uh, In trafficking, you're going to find that. a lot of the buyers um, tend to thrive on that uh, thrill of going and possibly getting caught, possibly being exposed, possibly having that whole role destroyed. That's right where I was headed. Oh, look at that. Beat me to it. Well, I might be quick on the draw on some things, apparently. I'm not totally <laughs> lost today. So what else yeah. we need to yak about, Talon? I don't know. I got a bunch of weird stuff, but we can just well, keep on chatting away, until we're done. Um, so what are some things that one of the things that was mentioned is what are things that volunteers or 
you know, people who are going to be helping raise awareness in the human trafficking? What are some of the questions that we get asked that we need to have an answer to? And what are good answers to those questions? So what are good questions and answers that we should at least be aware of? Best answer I always give is get your head out of your ass. Like I'm going to tell you the one question that gets asked one. of me and I will deer in headlights every time. I wish I didn't. What okay. are the signs that I need to be looking for to know if that is situation or not? And I'm like, uh, because my brain's going like a thousand miles an hour going, there's like 8 million signs and I can know by people, looking, but I can't tell. Yeah, but most people have came up with this cute little <laughs> thing of, well, if it's, what, what do they say, the forced fraud and coercion thing? you know yeah so oh there's only three things that can be or you'll see a list which we've even been guilty of it where we'll put out a list but we always tell people it's an incomplete list you know but you'll see something well there's eight things here or there's ten things here so people think well this is the only thing that that they need to look out for by standard if that situation that you're seeing playing out may not be trafficking it might be a domestic violence situation it might be something innocent but if the situation causes you to pause and spend an extra 10 seconds looking at it and possibly the rest of your day worrying about it, it's something to step out of the bystander rule and maybe take a proactive, let me yeah. drop a phone call. If your gut well, instinct tells you something's wrong, something's generally wrong. Yeah. And what a lot of people do is even if they become aware and they know what to look for, they might just watch it and second guess themselves or go into much denial about what is I stand here. in place. Right. The yeah. I, for many years after it happened, would tell people, look, I know nine out of 10 people are not out to get me. I know nine out of 10 people are going to be busy with their day and don't even notice me. But I guarantee you the same nine out of 10 people when something happens to me, are going to turn the other direction right yeah so the general rule of thumb would be how do i know if someone's being trafficked check it's better to check on someone who's not involved in a bad situation and have a, a little bit of an awkward conversation as opposed to someone who is in a bad situation and you didn't check so if you yeah. think something's going wrong check in on them make sure that it's not and don't yeah. fall into that. Don't fall into that thing of well, every strip club and every massage, every place that does massages is trafficking people. <laughs> there are ditches yeah. on both sides of the road. Try to avoid them. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, exactly. Stop like, looking uh, for zebras in horse corrals. If it's hoof prints, it's probably a horse. <laughs> but that's a good analogy. That's a great analogy. <laughs> But, and, and going even with it a little bit further, like one of the things that I know that has come up every time we've we've talked about awareness in any in it, at any length, I should say, is ultimately it's people have got to get back to interacting with their own environment. I mean, this is why we'll talk about get off your phone, okay? Because humans, we have been given this sixth sense, some to greater degrees than others. Some of it is by training and experience, but you have it from the time you're a toddler on. I mean, you just, you kind of get those intuitions as it were about the world you live in. But we desensitize. We, everything for us is now, we're in our phones. We have something to distract us constantly. And there was a study done, I can't remember where I saw it or anything else. So if any of our listeners know what I'm talking about, if you find it and post a link, that'd be awesome. But they did a study with some apex predators. And when I, when I talk about apex predators, I'm not talking about the slinky ones who, you know, that we described like hyenas and, and, and pack related. But you know, you're talking like certain species Lions of tigers like the Bengal or the, or the lion or, or the bear, or, you know, ones that have no, nothing that hunts them or nothing that they bow to. And they were, they were basically testing um, how this, this, the sixth sense that animals seem to have works, especially when it's prey related or danger related. And so they would put them in blacked out rooms that were like made of concrete. And then they would move uh, different types of food or different types of potential threats within certain parameters and try to see responses of these animals inside these enclosures. And it was really, really, cool to watch because you know your apex predators they would know 
and it varied based on you know the type of situation and so on but they would always know they didn't have to see it smell it taste it touch it period but they knew and whatever metaphysical reason you want to give for that it exists but it exists in humans as well so it's not so much wow. saying oh there's the specific thing that i need to look for as in hey this guy's grabbing this girl's right right wrist or hey this guy you know this girl's got a barcode tattoo trust oh, your gut go there i had to go there right now <laughs> please don't <laughs> please don't yeah yeah please don't no. start that one um, yeah because you don't <laughs> ask if i had that um poor girl i i started to develop a complex maybe maybe i wasn't special enough i didn't get one um <laughs> Bottom line though, um, the thing that was most prophetic was me. And it was drawn out by um, one, my abductor was, he specifically one day said, you know why I chose you? You have victim tattooed on your forehead. And it dawned on me at that moment, just as I can look at somebody and know they've been through some of similar life experience, so a predator can as well. You can look at a person and know that they've endured that particular situation or are primed to be a victim of it. They see just yeah. like the victims do. Yeah, because I mean, hey, they spend their entire life is built around perfecting that sixth sense. I mean, that's what they do. Mm -hmm. Well, it's just, it's one of the tools in your toolbox. Right. Yeah, I mean, and when all else fails, it's when you've got nothing else, thing. I mean, coming from that, you know, you've always got your gut instinct. You you can just know. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how many times I've been in a room where the hair on the back of my neck will stand straight up when a person enters. Mm -hmm. I can guarantee you that person in some way, shape, or form has done something along the lines of a predatory behavior to cause my instincts to go danger. Yeah. And it doesn't even mean that they were looking at you per se. It's just mm -mm. they came in the room and boom, you know. You know? They have some predatory in some predatory behavior. Some yep. predatory incline that will trigger my senses to go, wait a minute, that's a dangerous person. Right. And a lot of people choose to ignore that for a couple of reasons. Either they want to stay in that warm fuzzy zone or they're afraid of calling it out for what it is for fear of being wrong there i have yeah. noticed um an older generation of people will have no problem there uh, the women or men will have no problem if they see something that they feel is wrong calling it for what it is and drawing attention to it mm -hmm. you have now the younger generation myself included that is so afraid of being wrong or drawing attention to a situation that isn't what they thought it was, they will not. And nine times out of 10, those victims are left on their own because of it. Yeah. So the moral of the story is, if you see something, say something. Nut up something. and get the job done. Exactly. Don't be a sheep. Duh. Yeah. <laughs> cat. Thing, even if you don't, I mean, and we're not t trying to tell everybody to be a vigilante in any way, shape, or form. We're just, if you oh. don't have to act on it, just contact somebody that can act, you know, sure. contact somebody that will act, you know, yeah. You or know, even, and I have no problem. I would drive down the street in my hometown city and see a argument between a male and a female that didn't look right. I'll call the cops. I'll say, look, this is what it looks like. Please just send a unit through. Right. She can tell them, no, it's not what it is. Everybody goes home. Because unless she wants to make a report, there's nothing they can do. So there's no harm and no foul. Right. But I sure as heck am not going to pull up and... Um, there was a female who did this one time. I was in a domestic situation. Girl blocked my car with her car and had me get in. Now, I was grateful for the situation. However, realized that she very much put herself in harm's way 
in that situation and don't encourage anybody to do so. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no. No. And and no, that's that's really good uh Phoenix is, you know, that's good advice because I mean, ultimately, I mean, you get you get chains on this terror or me or Lucy, I probably any of us here actually. You know, even though I am a law enforcement officer, I'm going to say, you know what? We're pretty much just paint and shiny badges. I mean, that that marked car rolls by or somebody gets out and they see the sparkly thing on the chest. All it is 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 a potential. I mean, oftentimes the officer themselves are just kind of like, hey, what's going on, guys? You know, he doesn't have any idea. You know, he, they missed stuff right in front of their face all the freaking time. And uh, I one so, time had an officer to tell me, take my beating to another block because I was disturbing his beat. So yeah, that um, sounds about right. I'm gonna yeah, yeah. that sounds about. So I'm gonna course. tell you, they're human and and just as callous as anybody else. Yeah, Unless and unfortunately sent because there to take care of the problem. Yeah, absolutely. Because unfortunately, they've been trained to only think in boxes. For them, if it if it's not worth their time to put back in the box, they're just gonna go, yeah, get out of here. I got nothing on that. <laughs> You know I'm right. I know. That's why. You you get that same look every time I uh, say that too. <laughs> no, but just I mean, like, I'm gonna refrain from commenting. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh-huh. no kidding. Uh huh. Uh huh. No kidding. Trust me. I, I Trust mean, me. hey, that's, we, we can... that's where I do my "Are you done yet?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, shoot, man, we could go into a tear on this on the overall justice and I have ginormous air quotes above my head when I'm doing that uh, system that exists. And I'm sure Lucy could comment in on that one as well. Oh boy. Uh, I announced <laughs> that to an entire audience a couple months ago, that it's not a justice system, it's a legal system. And don't rely on law enforcement to help you because sometimes yep. they're the ones that are guilty of it. And exactly. the entire audience was quiet. <laughs> and I ruined you guys. My, see, my world got shattered at that moment, and I realized that the uh, legal system that we uh, exist in in this particular country is just as um, dirty, just as proficient as putting a lock on your door. It will keep the honesty loud. It will keep the honest and careful people in line. But uh, true predators. Yeah. So. Um... What's a good place, and how can people stay informed about human trafficking? Where, and being able to be more informed. I mean, we all have a lot of time on our hands now. So, what are good ways? The for blue people to campaign, stay Homeland Security's blue campaign. Every time, all day long. Yes, that's going to be the truest thing to follow because they generally aren't as full of shit as everybody else is. That's fair. That's well, fair. I mean, it, it's the truth. They're you just know? not self promoting. Well, yeah, the, they're, no, they're, they're not in it for the props. On no, it. no, they aren't. They really aren't. Um, we wish more and more people, I should say, more and more NGOs and government organizations would pay attention to what the Blue Campaign is. Uh, oh, they're fantastic. Well, I mean, they about it. They literally will say, "Hey, we don't have all the answers. We need input from you people." I mean, who else is going to do that? The FBI certainly doesn't in the times that we've had to deal with them. One of the signs of true wisdom. Knowing what you don't know. They they want their props. Exactly. It's just like, finish the job and come and tell us when it's done. Yeah, Yeah, we've heard that a few times. Yeah, we have. I was just going to say, that's like almost verbatim. Yeah. And and it's nice to, to hear that, you know. But it's also nice to know that they also have your back. You know, yes. Um, but you know, you'll see a lot of these these that are out there. You know, they're they they won't work with you. They won't help you. You know, um, we ran into that one tech company that was just that. They're like, well, if you're not this, we don't want no part of you. Oh, I am so tempted to name drop them, but I won't. And I went through the roof. You know that. Oh man, I was. <laughs> dude, and I, I did. Was, boy, did I. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you didn't fit in their box we no we did not box. no cf did not fit in their in their box in any way shape or form so they wanted no part of us and you know it's like well that's fine this is your guys' okay. loss because we're out here on the street and your guys are sitting by <laughs> so we didn't fit into somebody's box i'm shocked 
you know, they're willing to, you know, uh, you know, but we've also had those NGOs that freaked out because I had a tattoo on my arm, you know, that's true. So, <laughs> but, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, Phoenix, your thing garbled, but. I, what she said was they freaked out because he had that one sticker on his truck. Because I had a sticker on my truck. Yes, he, yeah. had a, he had a, he had a sticker on his truck. Which is the yeah. same. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Which yeah. is the same as my tattoo. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember that. Which is hilarious. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. But what I'm saying is, you know, as for the ones that that you should pay attention to, you can tell the ones you pay attention to to pay attention to just by a brief glance, you know the you know when you go to one of their websites and the first words you see are donate to us or the first thing you see is a button to donate that tells you they're not in it for what it is they're in it for themselves you know and i can tell you i can tell you another one that i've come to appreciate it's more technical uh, we uh, went through this when the starving children foundations came through um it a lot of those you know feed the children foundations were spending 10 cents on every dollar to feed the kids and 90 cents on every dollar to handle administration that right there tells you what the goal is of course for a breakdown ask for the financial breakdown how much of my dollars actually going of course yeah no and there's another there's another source that i've actually i appreciate as far as they go um and you can actually go to the Department of Justice. They have got an entire section of yes. their website that's devoted to uh, information based on cases that were handled. Now, obviously, that's like I said, it's only as good as far as it goes. But they at least, you know, they they don't have any donate now or anything like that buttons, and they have uh, links to other resources. But if you're wanting, you know, to answer questions like, hey, what can trafficking look like? What can it, you know, what can it present itself as? Um, they basically give you just the details that they themselves know. Um, and it's, like I said, it's, it's, it can be very technical to read through, but if you're wanting to know some genuine incidents that have occurred and things that contributed to those incidents, um, and how they were even, you know, what mistakes the predators made that made them get caught by, by law enforcement, which, you know, like we've said, they can be terribly inept, uh, that will let you know. And, and I've come to utilize them extensively just to continue my knowledge because, you know, granted the ones who are actually out there profiting, they're going to, they're good enough that they don't get caught, but it can at least give you some new ways and new angles to look at things. Well, and as we've done with a few startup NGOs, you know, hey, spend some time with us. We'll take you out in the yes. field and show you how this works. Yes. Yeah, and, yeah, and hey, go, more. go ahead. No, Lucy, go ahead. I've got a couple more organizations. One um, is that for those that are interested in the uh, overseas trafficking situation, sex trafficking looks different in every country and the state department publishes an annual trafficking in persons tip report yes. that lists the trafficking situation in each country and that's a lot of information um but it gives you a good idea as to the different tactics that different cultures will use for trafficking and then the second organization i want to mention is an organization called guide star and yep. Um, all nonprofits um, of a certain threshold are analyzed within their website. They keep a database of their um, taxable reports. And so you can actually look at the kind of financials that they have to submit to the IRS every year and analyze. Nice. That's uh, how many cents on every dollar. Yeah, it's guidestar.org. If you just Google it, you'll find it. So I, I can look up, you can look up just about anybody on it if they're a nonprofit. That's fantastic. Good find. Good find. That's awesome. 
Yeah, so we got the blue campaign for general human trafficking information, the DOJ for if you want to look into what cases of convicted human trafficking look like, and then you got the State Department, TIP, the Trafficking Persons Report is a good for one for overseas, and then GuideStar for looking up NGOs, looking at are they actually using this money to help victims or are they just spending it on throwing galas and parties and stuff? Well, Blue Campaign also does, uh, they'll do domestic servitude plus labor trafficking. Nice. And they will work with people for getting T visas, whatever a person needs to help get them on the right track. So that's enough of me gilding the lily for the Blue Campaign. (laughs) No. No, that's good. That's yeah. That's it. Because again, that's another thing, you know. And and that would be way too much to go into now, but that does contribute. Oh. Mhm. Yes. Um, a lot of those resources are so new that it's important to promote them a little bit so that people understand that they are now out there and able to be accessed. Because trafficking has only had a light shined on it. Here in the U.S., um, not that long. True, true, and of course, being America, it was immediately bandwagoned and turned into a capitalistic venture. But uh, <clears throat> predator is as predator does. Very true. Very true. I've seen so more evil. Been- I've seen more evil on the good side of this than I have on the bad side. I'll be honest. Amen to that. No, they're just cloaked in the good. They're cloaked in the good. Well, if, yeah, yes, yeah, it'd be, yeah, that'd be a PC way of putting it. Yeah. Bottom line, it's, it's a predator taking image of feeding off that tape. They just happen to be sitting in a seat that looks a little more angelic. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, we've gone just over an hour now, so okay, that'll be good for right now. Oh, yep. So go yes. check out the blue campaign, some of these websites, get some more information and remember just be aware, be aware of your surroundings, be aware of people who are in the wrong place. Watch yourself, watch your family. And remember there are sheep, there are wolves and there are sheep dogs. Don't be a sheep, be a sheep dog. Thanks guys. Thank, Thank you. you. Be Thank safe. You.